0: Welcome to another episode of How to Feel Good. I am pretty stoked about this episode. Um it's based on New Year's resolutions, but it has a real tie-in to dopamine, which I've lately become obsessed with, and uh, I'll explain how. So I had a previous episode about the perils of dopamine and how we live in a dopamine loop, and that is still true. But one part of what I explained was was technically incorrect. Um, Surprise, surprise, because I'm not a scientist or an expert. Um, I said you get dopamine hits. And according to Dr. Andrew Huberman, you don't get dopamine hits. And if you you should go get familiar with Dr. Huberman. He's at Stanford. He's also got the podcast Huberman Lab and is kind of like blown up. And he's just fantastic. And he does a lot of stuff on dopamine. And I saw a video recently with him and one of his colleagues at Stanford, Dr. Anna Lemke. I'm going to include the video in my newsletter that's about to go out. So if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, get on it. It's only a six-minute video. It's great. And in the video, he talks about this key thing. He says a lot of people uh, become addicted because they don't think life is fun anymore. They think life's boring and Dr. Lumpke says, you know, said something kind of wild to me, which is she said, life is actually really hard now because all of our needs are met. And because all of our needs are met, like survival needs, like food, and and for the most part, like housing, shelter, whatever, um, we, we're struggling and we're struggling to make decisions. Really what she explains is that we – have so much to choose from and therefore we're really struggling with choice and as a result we're binging on things whether it be a tv show or food or something else Um, and as a result what's happening with dopamine as I said you get dopamine hits or at least I said you get a dopamine hit when you open social media but it turns out as Dr. Huberman explains that that's not how dopamine works dopamine is more anticipatory So you anticipate how good something's going to feel. And that gives you the dopamine rush. Like when you are going to eat a really good meal, you're anticipating how great that is. And the minute you eat it and it's really good, you immediately feel pain because you want more. And so really what happens with dopamine is it's a pleasure pain dance, essentially. And what Dr. Anna Lemke says in this video is that pleasure and pain are co-located in the brain. So there's a big connection here between like this dopamine surge and pleasure and pain. And what happens is you spike your dopamine and then it immediately dips because you now want more and you feel that pain. And that's what leads to a binge because you're like, I want more and more and more. So you keep like the pain of not being able to watch the next episode is too great. And you watch some more, but what happens is your threshold changes and you can go into a dopamine deficit. And what Anna Lemke says, Doctor Anna Lemke says, is that that feels like a low grade depression because we've now adjusted our dopamine threshold, and because we've gone up and down, and we've st- we've um, changed. Because what what we get from this p- pleasure pain is this dance of our dopamine, and so if you constantly give in and binge. Your dopamine dips entirely; the entire threshold goes down, and, and very like fewer and fewer things can bring you pleasure that way. Andrew Huberman says addiction is a narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure, um, and so that's re- you can really feel that when you binge because you start to just um, feel more nothingness <laughs> and feel more emptiness. I kind of ex- alluded to this um, when I was talking about habits and not really liking when I binge television or like a show because I don't like the way it leaves me feeling empty. And you can really feel that way. And that's, I think it's really powerful to understand that dopamine is truly a dance between pleasure and pain. And that it's not exactly, it's not like you get an immediate hit the way I I had um, spoken about it in my episode. However, you do anticipate how good that's going to feel instantly And then it dips because you want more and you know you don't have it. So it's like, okay, make the decision to get more, stay there, keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep getting this good feeling. But as a result, when you step away from that, the pain is even worse. So really what Dr. Huberman suggests is getting more comfortable with this pleasure pain dance and limiting these spikes and dips so they're not so extreme. uh, So you don't struggle with this so much because it's like um if you have like if you celebrate a lot you go really high you are going to go really low and you need to be ready for those really lows or you need to find a way to moderate a little bit more so you can do both but you're constantly kind of getting back to a me- happy medium um and this video really just was like a huge aha for me because and it's, it kind of gives us permission to understand that this is hard. Being constantly bombarded with entertainment and cheap entertainment is hard for some people. Dr. Lemke in this short video talks about some people need more friction than others. Some people require a little more push or pain than others to get things done. And you have to figure out who you are in that and no one really talks about that. No one really, she says, you know, a lot of people, since we're not fighting for our basic needs anymore, we get to make it up for the most part. We get to create value in our lives based off nothing. Arbitrarily, we get to design our life. And that freedom of choice can be really hard for people because they're like, well, should I just watch television all day and feel low-grade depression? I could. <laughs> Like she talks about people who play video games, who this happens to them. They kind of ultimately experience what feels like a low-grade depression or what they think are ADHD symptoms, but it just turns out that their dopamine has been so like limited now because they've got just binged for days, weeks, months, and they need to reset it. The good news is you can reset your dopamine and that's cool, right? But you need to be aware of this pleasure-pain connection. And as Dr. Huberman said, start to kind of embrace the process that they're um there it's a dance and learn to like ex- like understand how you process doing things essentially. Because he talks about in a separate dopamine video. I will link to all of these dopamine conversations and this one great short six-minute video with Dr. Lemke. But um he talked about how he loves he loves to work out, but after a period of time he noticed that he no longer loved no longer loved it as much and it's cuz he figured out he started stacking so many dopamine triggers on it. So he would maybe do a pre-workout which spikes your dopamine which like gets you energized and feeling really good to go work out and then he would like listen to music or bring his phone and listen to a podcast or even do work while he worked out rather than focusing on the workout itself and he noticed that this had started to limit his love for it and it's such a perfect example of stuff that we could do on a daily basis like how often is it like you're just going for a walk and you put your headphones in to listen to music listen to a podcast call someone something like that maybe you're commuting whatever we're always bombarding ourselves with entertainment like that. And it's, a, it's, it's um, changing our dopamine threshold. And so if you ever do start to feel that emptiness where you're like, kind of blah, that could be a sign that you've really stacked all these things on top. And it might be time to start eliminating some of them because now you can't find any happiness. You can't find any joy. And it's time to reset. That certainly happened for me. I think sometimes I can get really into like podcast, uh, music, um, workout, uh, work, write, email, shop, just nonstop. And maybe challenge yourself, even if it's just for 10 minutes, to try and do something without any other stimulation. Work out without anything else. Commute without anything else but your brain, <laughs> your thoughts. I think that is huge. And that's what brings me to New Year's resolutions because I think this there's a connection here. So I think New Year's resolutions are very stupid. I have been a resolutions person sort of in the past, but I think I really think they're stupid because they really set you up to fail. They're like, okay, in the new year, everything will be right. I'll get a new journal. I'll get new workout clothes. I'll go to the gym five days a week. Just really like I'm gonna do it. And That is so wrong and it's not sustainable. What you need to do if you want to make changes is start right now, immediately, right now and make them sustainable, make them small scale so you can do them consistently for a long time and be open to adjusting them as needed based on what you need and what works for you. If you're like, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week you like go into the office every day and you have a lot going on and like that's not that to me is like okay are you gonna go five days a week maybe start with two or maybe work out from home like figure out what works and what is gonna you can keep doing so you're not like gung-ho in January and then the gym's empty in February I think understanding yourself is so key I also think that new year like new year's resolutions create this idea that all circumstances will be perfect for you to do this and they will never be perfect. They will never be easy. So embrace the pain. The beauty, the thing about dopamine that it was a big aha for me too, is like the pain is part of the process. Embrace that. It turns out that's what we like. We like the pain on the way to the good. And we like to keep going through that whole process, which is why Dr. Huberman really like recommends doing your best to eliminate big spikes so you can keep it a little bit more even keel. Like if you have a huge success, be like, okay, great, great, good job, but show up to work the next day the same exact way. Don't like just pop bottles like crazy. Just be proud, maybe celebrate a little bit, but show up the next day. Keep going. Chop wood and carry water as the gurus say. So I think this is really important to remember when we're all like pushing for a new year, new me type of vibe. Like that just, I just think be more sustainable and embrace the fact that it's going to be hard. That's why people end up loving to work out because there is some pain in it. A lot of times you don't want to go do it, but then you feel good afterwards. Oftentimes pushing one more rep or adding weight hurts, but you feel really strong afterwards that's and people get addicted to that type of pleasure pain connection really embracing that like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was really struggling to like get some work done and then and it's the holiday time so um people are kind of tuning out starting to tune out and she wanted to get some work done and she was like oh man I had like three really menial basic tests to do and it was really hard and I was like yeah that's a good sign it's like Do you ever say like, oh, I have a lot to work, a lot of work to do and sit down just like fucking stoked to get it going? Usually it's a little bit sticky in the beginning usually I'm a little like, oh, this doesn't sound good. Like I don't have that experience where I'm just like so hyped to get going on this menial task. (laughs) No, it sucks a little in the beginning and then you do a couple, you get a couple under your belt and you start to feel the momentum and then you start to feel like a little more pleasure and you got three things done, three stupid things done. So then go do your big thing. That's the the most challenging Finish that bad boy, and then go take a little quick walk to celebrate or something like that. That's a beautiful way, I think, to work with the pleasure pain of of this life. (laughs) Um, that's what I have learned because I've talked about this. Like, I feel like not not even in the dopamine episode, but in some other episode where there's a little pain in everything, and that is okay, and we should embrace that. And this research that I'm getting from Dr. Huberman about dopamine seems to say that's part of the process. That's what we like. So embrace that. Know that it's going to be hard sometimes and, and know that that is a good sign. It's a sign you're working towards something rather than like, you know, sometimes when I sit down and I want to get started, I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible. Why don't I just open Instagram and just get immediate dopamine hits left and right immediately? I know I'm going to get a hit immediately upon opening be even harder for me to get going on the work I really need to do and instead I'll get stuck and start to feel malaise (laughs) and so that's not what we want either I think it's so important to understand the way our brain is interacting with these pleasure things that are hitting us left and right uh binging a show binging food binging the social media we remember like these things when you are struggling with the decision of what to do Know that a little pain is what you actually want. It's not the immediate hit of social media, which will give you the dopamine and the pleasure spike, but then it will completely fuck up your threshold. And all of a sudden, you'll be feeling shittier. When you really need to be priming yourself, you really need to be optimizing your focus and concentration and motivation, which Dr. Huberman talks about too, And the way you do that with dopamine is by anticipating is it's like an anticipatory thing. So you make sure that you recognize the pain is going to come to more lead to more pleasure. And that keeps you moving like you. That's why like um, I go on what I call reluctant runs. Like sometimes it's the middle of the day on a Saturday and I don't want to run, but I got to get my four miles in. I have to. And afterwards, I always feel better. And I know I'm like, you're just waiting for that great moment when you're done. Do whatever you want. It's not, and these are, and it's like small scale. It's not like I get a massive boost five minutes after I finish my run, it's pretty much gone, but I want to have it done. So then I can go eat a really delicious dinner and I can feel like I moved and elevated my heart rate and moved blood in my body, which is so important. So it's like small shit like that, that really adds up. And like, I'm trying to quit Binging television shows, I have pretty been quite successful lately. But I have to remember, like the other night, it was a Friday, Saturday night, and I was I had done a good amount of work. So, like in some ways, I might reward myself with like an hour, hour and a half of TV. But instead, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Why numb out when you could do something that you are truly interested in? Look into like, I do happen to know that like post six o'clock, I'm really not my best writer, not my best. I'm not just my brain's not at my best. I wake up really early. I'm a morning person, so I'm not necessarily the best. So I'm not going to push myself to deliver something past six. So that's why I can. I think I tend to like go to binging television. But instead, what if I binge something I'm curious about? What if I binge and learn something that I want to know more about, like dopamine, or listen to the this podcast that I really love, or something like that that helps me expand and it is interesting to my brain. Rather than like mindlessly falling down a hole of story, which is fine, but feeling more empty. Like that's what you need to remember is that these things don't necessarily make you feel better. And part of feeling better is a little bit of the pain. So don't fear the pain. Embrace the pain. That's what the key is here for your resolutions. You want them to be sustainable and long term consistent so create systems that help you do that don't think that that new outfit you bought to go to the gym every day is going to be enough to keep you going five days a week find a way to make it consistent and and understand that there are going to be days where you don't want to do it and you got to do it and that's part of it that's part of this process it's never always going to feel good and our in fact our need for it to always feel good to be like a constant dopamine loop is wrong because it's just going to downgrade your dopamine it's just going to downgrade your happiness so you, until you're feeling like you're in a low grade depression which a lot of america seem i think that sounds like a lot of people in america indulging can feel good in moments i do understand the allure of indulging i think And I think that, like, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're gonna indulge. But understand the way you interact and how you feel afterwards. Like, get familiar with that. Start getting really familiar. I think the more familiar and more understanding you are of what's happening when you do indulge will help you so you don't find yourself in a dopamine deficit. And then nothing brings you joy, nothing makes you happy, nothing can help you out of it. Then what do you do? You start to question the world when it turns out what you really need is to figure out what works for you. In this video, Dr. Lemke says, you know, no, what, people aren't honest that they're all making it up. And that sounds weird, but I think what she means by that is that you get to create what matters to you. You know, she decided to be a scientist because she decided this mattered to her. She created the value. You get to do that, but it's up to you to figure out what that is. And you get to completely create it on your own because that's what we get in this beautiful world is choice. And in fact, we have far too many choices, which is why she said in some ways, life today is harder than ever because of all these choices. Before it was easier. You really didn't have very many choices. You had to fight for your survival. You had to fight for a roof over your head. You had like three options for jobs. Now you can do anything. You can watch anything and you can be as wasteful as possible. <laughs> so it's up to you to start to create boundaries and barriers, create friction, something to get you through it. And you've got to figure out what works for you. Like I've, I've indicated some of the things that I know work for me and I'm still learning. And when I fail, when I fuck up, I'm like, interesting. Why did you? what about this doesn't work for you that's life and i think that's so powerful to know and to understand what's going on when we struggle with these things which is why huberman lab is such a great podcast go listen to it it's very they're very long episodes i listen to them on 1.25 and sometimes i skip around because he does a great job of like breaking up his topics So you can kind of find what is interesting to you. There's a lot of science in there that you don't necessarily need, but it's so great. And I really recommend it and I'll link it below. But um, I think understanding these dynamics at play in your brain is mega powerful and understanding how to create these habits and motivation to do what you want to do, to bring you the goal you have for yourself is is amazing. And I think it's important to call out how hard it is in this world today to do that. Because we're constantly confronted by junk food for our brain. And we've got to it's on it's we're the only ones who can make the choice for ourselves. No one else can. I think that's powerful to recognize and to know as you're kind of working to create a life that you really love, that makes you feel good, that truly makes you feel good. And I think understanding that pain is part of what makes you feel good is huge. Like, don't fear pain. We've been taught to like, it's all supposed to feel good. And this podcast is called How to Feel Good. And it turns out part of feeling good is pain, is work, is putting in the work, is chopping wood and carrying water. And you know that from some stuff you've accomplished, most likely. So really think about it more as you as you look at your habits, as you look at what you're trying to build. Super powerful, right? I hope. Let me know. I want to hear from you. But I think this is, this is huge and we'll keep working on it. I know I will. It's my goal for sure for the new year. Even though I'm, a, I'm anti-resolutions, I do know that as I learn more about this, this is huge for me. So I'm going to prioritize it. I'm not necessarily going to like make it a new year's resolution, but I am going to actively focus on this and that in a sustainable way. And I encourage you to do the same. So that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time. Okay. Bye.